Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. Allison Langer. I'm Andrea Askowitz, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no place in the world like writing class. And we want to bring you in. Today on our show, we bring you a story by student Emily Henderson. She had a story here aired previously on episode 144, When Is a Gift More Than a Gift? That story is about living through Christmas after the death of a child. It is fucking amazing, that story. In fact, we've used that story as an example of how to write a story with our other students. And even though it's really, really sad, It is seriously one of the best stories ever written. Emily can fucking write. Emily Henderson is a runner and writer living in Santa Barbara, California. She's written for Scary Mommy, HuffPost, the Santa Barbara Independent, and Writing Class Radio. To heal, or at least to just move again, after the death of her son, Emily ran every street in Santa Barbara and is working on a memoir currently titled Running in Place. You can follow her on Instagram at emilykathleenwrites or visit emilykathleenwrites.com. And that's Kathleen with a K. And all those links will be in our show notes on our website and on all the podcast platforms. The story we bring you today is called Clichés Saved My Life. The story is 354 words long. It's short and sweet. See what I did there? We'll be back with Emily Henderson's story after the break. Hey, writers. For the last 45 years, I've been going to tennis clinics to practice forehand, backhand serves. What does this have to do with writing? Well, practice, I've learned in the last 45 years, is what it takes to get good at anything. And that's why Writing Class Radio hosts a tips clinic, a writing tips clinic. We do this every second Saturday so that we can all practice going to scene, writing like we speak, omitting needless words, everything that it takes to become great, or at least better at writing. So join us every second Saturday from 12 noon to 1 Easter time on Zoom. To join, go to writingclassradio.com and click the link for the tips clinic. It's $10 and believe me, it's a lot cheaper than a tennis clinic. See you there. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. We're back. This is Allison Langer, and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Here's Emily Henderson reading Cliches Save My Life. 
They say cliches are corny, predictable, and overused. But what if I told you cliches saved my life? I've been collecting cliches for 15 years, sitting in uncomfortable chairs in church basements with people who normally would not mix. See, even that's a cliche. But unless you are a friend of Bill W., it will fly high above your head. In my writing, I often use a cliche as filler to capture an idea in a first draft. Then later, I go back and replace it with a more original and specific language. My teacher tells me, you can do better, or I've heard this before, when I write things like heart racing, end of the world, or suddenly things that happened to other people were now happening to me. In July of 2019, my 17-month-old son was diagnosed with brain cancer, and by November, he was gone. After my husband and I held his cooling body and said our final goodbyes, and it was time to leave, I pulled my collection of simple phrases like, one day at a time, easy does it, and wisdom to know the difference, and repeated them in my head like a metronome. What if the only thing that kept us safe on that drive was because God was doing for us that which we could not do for ourselves? What if when I felt like I might not survive the death of my son, that the pain might be too great, I remembered that feelings are not facts and this too shall pass. And even if I don't really believe it just yet, what if I could fake it until I make it? What if my pocket full of cliches were the mattress I fell on after falling off a cliff, crashing through a brick wall, and then a glass window. I'm still just as bruised and broken, but because of my cliches, the alcoholism that is normally doing push-ups in the parking lot, waiting for me to slip, is nowhere to be found, scared off by words like, when life hands you lemons. You know the rest. This is so sad and so good. It's like 354 words, I think. And it's it's like this narrator gives us the like what all over. Like we see all the cliches she's using. And the best part is that it's all about why. This is like, why does she use cliches? That's what this story is about. And then she totally, well, killed me when she just dropped, there was this moment where she dropped it in. In July of 2019, my 17-month-old son was diagnosed with brain cancer. And by November, he was gone. (sighs) So we know why she's living, like using these cliches to save her life. It's such a full story. It's so gorgeous. You know, I have not heard or read a story like this that leaves, trusts the reader enough or the listener enough to let them figure things out. And I loved it so much. Just the way she starts with the uncomfortable chairs in the church basement. So we're like, okay, she's in a meeting or something. And then a friend of Bill's. Now, I had no idea what that was when I was young. 
but I dated somebody and we were at a party and, and somebody said, oh, are you a friend of Bill's? And the guy said, yes. And I was like, who the fuck is Bill? And later I was told that that's the sign that people ask each other when you're an alcoholic. And I just was like, wow, I learned, you know, like I literally was like in my forties. So I, I, I don't know. I loved it. Maybe because like, oh my God, I know something. I know something I can follow along. Like I felt really good about that. I don't know if that meant that other people got left out, but I think that one little thing, if somebody didn't know, they would just assume that they knew each other previously. And then later she does tell us about the alcoholism doing push-ups in the parking lot. So yeah, exactly. So if you didn't know, or you were wondering there she brought it back she she gave us more clues about what that meant without saying it overtly or directly but it just felt like a secret conversation between us before that and it drew me in so much because of that and i don't think we've ever had anything like that on the podcast and t- quite frankly i've never read anything like that so i just think this is super unique and and really amazing i think it would be really cool to keep trying to recreate something like that, you know, to be inspired enough to try to create our own stories. Oh, that's a good, you're, so you're saying listener, hey, radio listener, t- try to write a story. I'm saying that, but not as geeky. I like it like that. Hey, radio listener, <laughs> write a story in this form. So, so Allison, how would you, like, what would, what prompt would you give? Like, how would you? Well, I think if you're writing about cancer or you're writing about something that there's a very large group that will understand. And even people associated with it will also pick up the clues. So you don't have to bop the person over the head with, I had cancer. You could just drop in clues and then later explain what's the story. Because she's clearly suffering through something and we're not sure why. Then we get a little bit of a clue that she's just lost her child. We still don't know if she was had like this challenge prior to that, but it's not important to this story. It's just that this happened to her and she's dealing with it. And the only way she can get through all this shit is by telling herself those cliches one day at a time and sort of weaves it into the whole lingo of the Alcoholics Anonymous, which I thought was brilliant. So she's got these two things going on that are woven. So the story is not about cliches. It's about survival. But she's using cliches over and over again to tell us how she survived. And surviving. And she has survived two things, alcoholism and the death of a child. Well, those are two things that she's mentioned in this story. We don't know what else she survived. She may have survived many, many things. Right. True. Exactly. As you get older and older. Right. You almost can't get away from it. Well, she actually, we do know that she's survived many things because she's been a student in our, in our classes. She's actually right now in my, in my second draft class. And she read this. She brought this in. It, and second draft is stories that are already pretty much, it's not first draft. So they're worked on at home. I don't know how long she worked on this, but this is exactly how it came in. And I was like, this is so gorgeous, so different, beautiful. I felt it from the beginning. Just, I love this story. Yeah. And it's, what's also interesting, I just want to say is that we're always trying to cut cliches out of everybody's writing, including our own. And 
my teacher tells me you can do better or I've heard this before. Yeah. But we never know what those cliches actually do for somebody else. So not saying go put them all in your writing, but this particular essay shows us that in order to survive, some of us need to grasp onto uh, and cling to cliches. Absolutely. Damn. Holy shit. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to our previous episode and a link to our social media. Writing Class Radio is hosted by me, Andrea Askowitz. And me, Allison Langer. Audio production by Matt Kundal, Evan Sterminski, Chloe Emont Lane, and Aiden Glassy at the Sound Off Media Company. Theme music is by Justina Chandler. There's more writing class at our website, writingclassradio.com, including stories we study, editing resources, video classes, writing retreats, and live online classes. If you want to write with us every week, you can join our first draft weekly writers groups. You have the option to join Allison on Tuesdays, noon to one Eastern and or Eduardo Wink, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. You'll write to a prompt and share what you wrote. It's the coolest, most awesome community. You write, you share, be there. To find out how to join, go to writingclassradio.com. First class is always free. If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, community activist, group that needs healing, or just want to help your team write better, we can help. Check out all the classes we offer on our website, writingclassradio.com. Join the community that comes together for instruction, an excuse to write, and the support from other writers. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.